You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. And we're very happy to welcome our next guest in our Spotlight Hour. It's Nick Chavez, who's the Chief Marketing Officer of KFC US. Welcome, Nick. Welcome, welcome to Nick. our show. Hi, Barbara. Hi, America. So great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Excellent. Well, we're really excited to have you, and Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC is always a fun brand to talk about. But before we start with KFC, let's start with you. Um, we always like to know how people rise up to the CMO position mm. at brands. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh, wow. That's, uh, well, you know, I may ha- have to go way back on this one, Barbara. <laughs> My, uh, my first job as a 16-year-old growing up in Southern California was, uh, was well, working for Disneyland from the, uh, from the inside out. I was a, uh, I was a character. You nice. were. That's hard to get, department. isn't that? You have to try out yeah. for that? Oh, yeah. I had to try out. I think there were about 200 people there the day I tried out. Wow. And I think legally and officially, all I can say at this point is I was a friend of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I was a friend of Goofy's for two and a half years. But you know, the reason I raise it in this type of context is that it was actually a pretty fascinating first job from a marketing standpoint and a branding standpoint um, in terms of seeing that love and seeing that yes. fandom from the, literally the inside out. Yes, literally. Um, and seeing the emotional response, the emotional reaction that uh, mm-hmm. that those guests and customers at uh, Disneyland, 60,000 a day or so back then, right. had day in and day out to, to interacting with, uh, with friends of Goofy, shall we say. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we were just talking about um, Disney was a brand that's the number one on our brand intimacy scale that our last guest talked about. So it's a very beloved brand. Mm-hmm. Um, Americus personally loves it. I do. Um, I he do. takes his daughter Me and 1.7 million people <laughs> that were there the week I went. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and Disney was hurt a lot by COVID because people couldn't right. um, go to those those uh, parks during COVID. And now, of course, people are back, as America's is noting, with a vengeance. And, uh, you know, we looked up how much of Disney revenue comes from the park. And actually, a, a big deal, a lot of it comes from the park. And that is where they build a lot of their brand equity is through those experiences. And literally, as you're saying, through those characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of amazing because those characters are how old? You know, Long, you know right, that's right. like good old-fashioned marketing. It's right. not really... Um, state-of-the-art tech or anything like that. Correct. That's right. It's that uh, it's that intimate, you know, an emotional brand experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those long-lasting memories that uh, people of all ages have created with the theme parks and uh, and live interactions with the the Disney brand that have lasted uh, for for so many years. And um, I think the second part of that is is it's you know the theme parks are really the um, perfect manifestation of the Disney brand promise Mm. of 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 magic Mm -hmm. and um you know i got to see that as a 16 year old right from from a to z you know from the moment you entered that parking lot you know to parking your car to taking the shuttle to the ticketing booth to to paying for your tickets back then um going through the the turnstiles your first impressions Mm -hmm. of the uh, park experience um your interactions with team members and hosts and and greeters it was all had to be 
magic. Right. It all had to be a magical experience. Yeah, you know, and um, Disney even has like Disney College or something because a lot of what creates that magic is the attention to detail. And it's really very careful operational excellence that really builds that kind of emotional response, which is kind of almost like an oxymoron. It's almost kind of counterintuitive mm. that such attention to detail is going to create that emotional response that you're talking about. 100%. You know, it reminds me of that old adage that uh, great brands don't do one or two things well every day. They do, you know, thousands of things well in mm. every interaction mm -hmm. with ev and every customer impression every single day. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the, that attention to detail is so critical and certainly something, uh, you know, as I had take this job um, seven months in by the oh. way, at, uh, at KFC. Nice. Uh, but as I took this job at KFC is, uh, you know, really consistent with with uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and with the uh, with the food industry and, and restaurant industry in general is that uh, attention to detail uh, matters every single day and every single guest experience and food experience for sure. Yeah, so another thing that you're pointing out, which I, I think it is very interesting to start with this Disney experience, it had to have been something between Disney and seven months into KFC. There's had to be something in the middle there, but let's just <laughs> let, let's just stop there for one second. 20, 22 years of, uh, yeah, like, of advertising, <laughs> Yahoo, and then uh, last 11 and a half years at Nintendo. Oh, and, uh, nice. But, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Those are all exciting brands, if Super I had to exciting. say, you know, what... And But one of the things that's interesting is it's not just about product. It's about the customer experience. Um, and I think that's what you were starting to say about KFC. So right. when you think about KFC, and I know you do have some new products that you're going to talk about. But before you talk about those new products, I think, you know, your introduction and all of your experience, all of the experience you just mentioned would suggest that that customer experience at KFC is even more important than what the newest product is on the menu. So what characterizes the customer experience at KFC? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. And first and foremost, uh, you know, KFC is an iconic brand for sure. That's home to the greatest fried chicken in the world. <laughs> um, literally, you know, world famous fried chicken. That's right. And we have to make sure that that experience with our world famous uh, chicken lives up to the repu lives up to its iconic reputation right. day in and day out. Right. So, and, and in every interaction, whether that interaction is uh, in the restaurant itself or through drive-through or through. Uh, our app and, and digital experiences as well. We call it really elevating the KFC experience mm. to a finger-licking good experience. Wow. <laughs> well, we, we saw what you did there, sir. That was very good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, yeah but that's an interesting chicken. point. So one of the so. first things, going back to this idea of operational excellence of Disney, one of the first points is the customer experience is about consistency in product delivery, right? So you that's have exactly these right. very high expectations that are that are formed by your brand identity and by your advertising and everything right. else. And yet the execution of that is at the hands of tons of people that's right. that you can't really control. That's right. So that's pretty that's difficult. And then also to build on that, because we want you to tell us how to do this, Nick. Uh, you know, I think about that, you know, the, the, the great, your point you've already made, the greatest promise in the world gets undermined if when you show up. You know, that person that is greeting you at that touch point doesn't care the same way the CMO does. So how do you create how, how do you, do you create do that, that yeah. level of of desire to deliver delight? It, it, it's 
it's not easy, right? Uh, we, we have 4,000 restaurants in the United States. We have 25,000 Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants around the world. And maintaining the standard that, um, you know, Colonel Sanders and, and, and our original franchi franchisees set for the brand is a, an, an enormous challenge uh, day in and day out. But I think about our history, and I think about, um, you know, Colonel Harlan Sanders, which, by the way, was was – a real man, uh, yeah. for, for, for all of your listeners, uh, <laughs> was not a military designation. A, a Kentucky <laughs> colonel That's is, right. a, is a community service designation granted by the state of Kentucky to those who have done great service to the oh, state uh, interesting. Um, of Kentucky. And, uh, and Colonel Harlan Sanders really did two things exceptionally well uh, in, in, in creating Kentucky Fried Chicken. He served amazing chicken and he served great customers. Mm. He served food, and he served customers. Mm -hmm. And whenever we get a little bit off our path, whether it's a guest interaction or whether it's, a, whether it's a, an issue um, with a new product introduction, we sort of need to come back to those two founding mm. principles mm -hmm. of just serving great food mm -hmm. and serving customers in great ways with a friendly smile and a helpful hand, right? Mm -hmm. um, so even our, our, our finger-licking good brand promise is really about those two things, our food, the people we serve, and the food we serve. And, uh, and so we spend a lot of time, a lot of time and a lot of effort across those 25,000 restaurants around the world, uh, making sure that our service levels are up to par and making sure that our food quality, the taste, the quality, uh, the speed, um, the consistency is exactly what it needs to be to, uh, to leave customers, you know, with, with a satisfied smile after uh, after a KFC meal. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters, and we're joined by Nick Chavez, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at KFC US. And if you'd like to ask Nick or any of us a question throughout today's show, please feel free to call in at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. So before we talk about your new products and also about the pandemic, how you man, mm. even though you said you've only been there for seven months, you probably know a little bit about it. Talk a little bit about the reason you've changed from Kentucky Fried chicken to KFC. Because one of the things you just mentioned that struck me is the Kentucky background is probably a positive. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you don't want to be limited by the word chicken, or maybe it was the word fried. You know, I wonder why you went from Kentucky fried chicken to KFC. We, we use both relatively interchangeably at, at this point, Barbara, to, 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 be, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, KFC has become just, frankly, an iconic... Uh, right. Uh, representation of, of the full name well, right. uh, worldwide, uh, but um, but certainly the Southern hospitality and mm -hmm. the uh, um, uh, the roots of, of you know fried chicken, the secret recipe, world famous fried chicken that comes really only from Kentucky, is uh, is a big part of the story, the ethos, um, you know, the equity of the brand. So we do um, though we use KFC. Uh, increasingly, we we right. often you know, represent the full name and uh, and reference back to that Southern hospitality and those and those Kentucky Fried Roots. What's interesting to me is I've seen the brand. You've mentioned it's international. I saw the brand like in Japan, mm -hmm. and you really do emphasize the Colonel and Kentucky Fried Chicken there. You know, <laughs> the, the Colonel is in a dojo. Yeah. Is that, is that, it's sure. really <laughs> interesting that that's an asset. Uh, Colonel Sanders himself took some early trips to uh, to Japan. Nice. Uh, was really one of the first Western businesses 
um, you know, in Japan from a from a, a quick service restaurant uh, mm-hmm. concept standpoint, mm-hmm. um, uh, formed great relationships with early franchisees in Japan. And uh, having just come from Nintendo, which is obviously a Japanese uh, company as well, um, history, tradition, um, the sort of ethos of uh, uh, founders and uh, stories behind founder creators Mm -hmm. are uh, are a big part of Japanese culture. Yeah, and so I think Colonel Sanders has sort of taken on a life of his own. Let let me just build on that. To see that in Japan, super interesting (laughs) to see that in Japan. Let me build on that, Nick, and ask a follow up question because you mentioned characters when we were talking about the earlier example in your. I mean, Colonel Sanders, right? That's an iconic character. Has there ever been? Uh, conversations about updating him, making him different, a little thinner, uh, a little maybe. Th- <laughs> more modern, younger. I don't know. You know, it's like I know that you know the the world's smartest man. They tried to make him younger, and it blew up and just totally ruined the whole thing. But uh, you know, so uh, th- talk us through that as evolving that in very important character, which is in some sense a real person, but also a steward of the brand in some senses. A hundred percent. And having gone from goofy to you know the Super Mario and and uh, Legend of Zelda and Pokemon characters nice. and all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's amazing to be and a great honor to be you know sort of near the helm of of uh, of uh, this character uh, of Colonel Sanders. But what's really important about I think the evolution of of Colonel Sanders, Americus, is that um, sometimes you know through through marketing and through uh, PR and communications and representation, mm-hmm. the character takes on a life that's actually a little bit distant from Interesting. the person and the man that he was, Interesting. which was a cook <laughs> working in a gas station, mm-hmm. serving everyone, Interesting. everyone mm-hmm. who came in those doors in rural, rural Kentucky. And he was a great cook, and his uh, his wife, by the way, was a great cook as well, and uh, remained that way. He was also an incredibly generous man. He donated um, basically his life life savings to the March of Dimes oh, wow. uh, before his passing. And um, so, what we are working on a lot right now, America's, uh, to be totally transparent, is is Colonel Sanders as. As a as a cook and as a chef, and mm-hmm. um, less so maybe Colonel Sanders and as the caricature mm-hmm. kind of um, and the and and the pitch man he maybe became mm. for the brand later in his life. Interesting. And, you know, over the last yeah. uh, over the last you know five to seven years, yes, the KFC uh, brand from speaking purely from a trade and industry perspective has won a lot of advertising awards for for putting. You know, celebrity colonels and colonels and um, you know, crispy uh, suntan oil and um, a lot of crazy colonel stuff, <laughs> but, uh, which was fun and funny and raised you know relevance and con- or raised consideration and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, top of mind awareness for KFC. But uh, but ultimately, you know, Colonel Sanders was a chef who served great food to to people, and um, I think in our finger licking good campaign and and the work we're going to be doing going forward, you'll see a lot more of 
of that focus. The authentic that, narrative. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. really makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I think coming out of the pandemic also, and the changing in the industry, there have been new players, which we don't have to talk about, but you've had a lot of competition in your world, and some challenges in the pandemic. Hospi- hospitality, quick service restaurants were hurt during the pandemic. Um, but the idea of building on values, as America said, on authenticity, on the real human being there, I got to think, is an asset. So... Um, what were some of your learnings coming out of the pandemic? I know you said you just started recently, but were there things that you had to do differently during the pandemic and you're building on those learnings now? Absolutely. I mean, during the pandemic, the uh, uh, world and many of our eating occasions shifted to to at-home dining, right, through delivery, through takeout. Mm. And so, um, you know, KFC was actually positioned fairly well uh, as we entered the pandemic on uh, in terms of delivery and uh, uh-huh. and uh, and takeout and, and, and drive-through, uh, with um, a, a large percentage of our eating occasions actually coming through drive-through uh, purchase, uh, and uh, really our equities in family meals and bucket meals. You know, you can get a big, uh, nice, yes. nice uh, bucket of chicken or tenders or a few chicken sandwiches with great sides for your whole family. Um, you know, at an affordable value. So. KFC was positioned well on oh, that's the, good. the takeout uh, and at-home dining occasions. However, we did improve our um, our, our takeout facility with with a, a product we call Quick Pickup, which is basically about uh, being able to park in one of those convenient front of the front of the lot uh, parking spots and just run in and grab your ready-made food and uh, and take it home with you. Yeah, that so, makes um, sense. The, the takeout part of it and the bucket part of it is going to do well during the pandemic. I was thinking more, you know, whether people stayed in the restaurant, but apparently that wasn't a lot of it. A lot of it always was takeout and that's big right, family, that's right. so yeah, you and, would and do well. And our business is slowly, is slowly but surely coming back, but uh, but we want to continue to main, maintain that strength and convenience and takeout uh, um drive-through and delivery as well. Okay, so I'm going to give you an opportunity. Tell us some of the new products you're bringing out. What what what's new on the KFC menu? Absolutely. Well, when you think about uh, KFC, you think about a lot of um, you know traditional KFC favorites like our original recipe uh, chicken on the bone or extra crispy chicken, and uh, where we're really seeing new growth layers and new opportunities, especially with younger audiences and younger eaters are in things like our new KFC chicken sandwich, which just, just came out last year. Ooh, nice. Our, um, our tenders, which are, uh, you know, at parity, if not better than many of our uh, uh, competitors. And uh, <laughs> just, that little? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a dig there, sir. <laughs> yeah. That was well played. Yeah, just, just two days ago, we, uh, we announced and we released uh, an all-new all KFC chicken nuggets. In the nice. market mm-hmm. in Charlotte, it, it may shock you to, to realize we we've actually never had nuggets. I was going to say, at, what's uh, new KFC. about nuggets? That is shocking. <laughs> well, what's new about nuggets is fifty percent of nuggets eating occasions are by eaters under twenty five years old. So it's a big growth opportunity for the category and for uh, for our. But I didn't realize KFC didn't have them. I know what nuggets are, but I didn't know they weren't at KFC. That's I, and I want some. I want some of these KFC nuggets right now, Barbara. Can I just say that? And the mac and cheese. Can I just say that? Yeah. You didn't talk about mac and cheese. That's a new one too, isn't it? Mac and cheese and uh, French fries. We also re-released our oh. uh, French fries with a, a secret recipe, uh, crunchy French fry flavor, which has just been fantastic. 
So, um, it, you know, it's a lot of innovation, a lot of food innovation in areas of growth and opportunity for younger audiences. And the best part is, you know, KFC from a marketing standpoint is kind of a sandbox of creativity. So it's, it's really fun to, uh, to roll this stuff out as we do. And, and uh, I'm excited to just share that news with everyone. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to find out everything new at KFC? Oh, gosh, you can go to KFC.com or better yet, download the KFC app um, and any of our KFC social media channels. I would highly recommend the KFC Instagram channel Mm. as well as the KFC TikTok channel, which are a heck of a lot of fun and uh, very creative and uh, very representative of our brand voice and our brand vision and future. Very cool. I can guess who you're targeting with TikTok. Yeah, very nice. Well, thank you very much, Nick. Thank Um, you, sir. That's all we have time for today. We'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today, and we'll be back next week. Till then, this is Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM. 132.